Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, maybe it's the only event in the whole four Gospels that we hear such good news that our Lord is rejoicing for something already done and is going to be enjoyable the whole life of the whole church. So let me start with you with a couple of verses from the book of Zephaniah. He's encouraging us, it's time to see that the Lord wants to rejoice over you, to rejoice for something that you are going to own and obtain all your life. So the Holy Spirit says, through the mouth of, of Zephaniah the prophet, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart. Why? Because something has been done, and something you have to claim it for your own personal life with the Lord. In verse 17, In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear Zion, let not your hands be weak, the Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. How? He will rejoice over you with gladness. If you are coming this morning and you are very sad for any reason, and if you feel that there is no hope, he's telling you today, you have to see the Lord is rejoicing over you with gladness. He will quit you with his love. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The Lord is rejoicing over you in person with singing. And this was the event that we read today in the Gospel of St. Luke. St. Cyril the Great, when he was commenting on this, in his homily on this part of the Gospel, was trying to tell every one of us, it's time to see that what has been done, what has been offered to each and every one of us, is something made the Lord himself rejoicing for you in person. There's a lot of things he has to rejoice for us, for what he has accomplished in his life. I would like to share with you three points only in this morning. First of all, there is something has been restored to us. The knowledge has been restored to us. We read today in verse 21, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes, even though, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. And again, he's asking us this morning, have you received such restoration that salvation has been fulfilled and has been offered to each and every one of us? He was telling them at that time that many was waiting. Many were waiting to see the good news fulfilled. They heard about it for hundreds and thousands of years. But now what was hidden has been revealed. If you are coming with your own personal wisdom, you can't you can miss it. If you are coming with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, you can see it. That's why the Holy Spirit, one of his names in the Epistle of St. Paul to the Ephesians, is a spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowing him. He's saying if you are coming with your wisdom and you cannot, you can't feel that you can't, understand because you are trying to comprehend was uncomprehendable it's time to humble our minds before him to see that he is greatly rejoiced because now such hidden mysteries has been revealed that's why saint paul was telling us in ephesians chapter 3 what was this hidden mystery 
is telling Messi that every single person is invited to salvation. In the Old Testament, it was only a certain chosen nation, the Israelites. But since that time, since his incarnation, he opened the door for each and every one who was willing to accept the hidden mystery. This mystery which was revealed in Christ that everyone is invited to join such great joy that the Lord himself is rejoicing over him with gladness. So the first thing is he is restoring for us the knowledge. Second thing, he is restoring for us the authority. We know from the beginning that since God created Adam and Eve, he gave him the authority and dominion over all creation. Unfortunately, upon his sin, he lost everything. But the Lord here is telling us, because you have lost your authority, and the devil has, and he became the ruler of this world, from now on, if you choose to be in Christ, the victorious Son of God, then everything has been restored again. We heard today in verse 17 and 19, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Yes, we have the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that every tongue, every knee shall bow before him. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Again, he is telling us this morning, if you are coming to have the body and the blood of Christ, which is the summit of our worship, to be fully united with the Son of God, do you believe that this authority has been totally restored for you in person? Well, still it's a story. I can watch a movie about a saint casting out the demons, or a saint have a certain level of spiritual life, is telling us from now on it's the authority of the whole church and he's adding something as a very nothing shall by any means hurt you so if anyone is telling me that if you do this or that thing that you will be harmed it is not true he's given us the authority and nothing will harm us the church as we read today in the synexarium how saint basil was praying and even this man who went willfully to the devil, and he signed a contract with him with the power of prayer. His authority has been restored, and this man received his freedom once more. So please don't accept anyone whosoever says that the, still the devil has authority over us unless we go to him. Because the Lord and we, the church is telling us every time we praise thanksgiving, we are reciting the same word that he has given us the authority to tremble on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. Then Daniel was telling us something quite similar, that the authority was lost, but now is restored, and it's on your own personal decision to enjoy the full restoration of it. So in Daniel chapter 4, verse 31, it says the words, were still in his lips when a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. But today is the good news. The Lord was very rejoicing that today I am telling you, your royal authority has been restored to you through Christ and in Christ. So when we come to church, when we open our Bibles, when we hear the good news, we see that we have a restored authority. 
First, he restored the knowledge to us, and then he restored the authority once more to us. One more thing is, is restoring sight and hearing. In the Old Testament, especially in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, he told them, you will hear, but you are, we are going to understand nothing. You will see, but as if you are blind, you, can, you didn't see the beauty of what you are seeing. So in verse 23 and 24 today we heard, Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Again, we have many Bibles at home, many different versions and many different translations. But can we see that we have a privilege that has been desired by all and every prophet and king in the Old Testament? We hear it every day in the litany of the gospel. But we, do we adore what we have in reality that this good news was desired, was a dream for many prophets and righteous men, and now we have it in its fullness. Are we eager to read the Word of God? Not to check a book that today I read the Word of God, but because I need and I see that now I have the fullness of what was desired, and now I can see, I can hear. And I'm sure many of us, if not all of us, have seen people who are totally far from God, blinded, despite they are intelligent in a, sense, in a worldly sense. But the Lord is telling us in his presence, in each liturgy, the Holy Spirit is ready to convert each and every verse into a personal revelation, to see the beauty of the Word of God, to, to be able to see and to hear and to understand and respond. And then he was telling us in Isaiah 42, who is the blind? Who is this deaf person? He was saying, hear you deaf. It looks like a paradox. Hear, O deaf. Hear because the word of God is going to open your ears. It's going to open your eyes to see something you have never seen before. Hear you deaf. Look you blind and see. It's a command from the mouth of the Lord. Even if all my life I was not able to see or to hear, now he is commanding my deafness and my blindness to be converted into light, to be converted into an ear who is going to listen and to obey. Who is the blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one committed to me? Blind like the servant of the Lord, you have seen many things, but have paid no attention. Your ears are open, but you hear nothing. But today the Lord is rejoicing. Why? Because from now on I can hear, I can see. I can see the reality and the beauty of what the Lord has done for me <clears throat> in person. Let me conclude with you with the words of St. Augustine. He say, what does love look like? It has the hands to help others. What is the relationship between love and this rejoicing of the Lord? He said, if your eyes are open, <clears throat> if your ears are listening now, if the knowledge has been restored in your life, then you can offer or you can be the hands of Christ on this world. You can be the voice of Christ. You can have the eyes of Christ to the world. What does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy. 
has eyes to see the misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like, which again, the source and the reason for his rejoicing this morning. And from now on, I'm not going to be blind for the need of my brother and sister. From now on, I'm not going <coughs> to have a deaf ears not to listen to the sighs and the cries of others. Why? Because Christ has overjoyed in each and every one of us with gladness because everything has been restored. The authority has been restored. The knowledge has been restored. And now my sight and my hearing has been restored. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever.